Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Welcome to the Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast. I mean, stop singer. Toss on off the first in time to get seven. Three-run homer. Robinson can off the lefty specialist Fernando Abad, and the Mariners lead it five to four. Goodbye baseball. Straight away center field. Cano and Cruz go back to back. And the King, when the Mariners needed him the most, two hits over seven. Scoreless innings. Now, here's your host, Gary Hill. All right. Welcome back, Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast. Thanks for being here again. Hopefully, you had a great weekend. Hopefully, you're enjoying your holiday weekend. Usually, on a holiday Monday, there's not many of these as we work our way through the course of the season. There's no podcast, especially with the day game, but this weekend was just too good. There had to be one. So, we'll go through the weekend. This won't be a long one, but. Uh, especially with the day game coming up at 1:10, first pitch from Safeco Field today. Four games against the Texas Rangers as the homestand continues. Seven games left on what has been a great homestand so far. The Mariners have taken the first three as a sweep aside the Minnesota Twins. So we'll get into all of that, get the reaction to each ball game, and also we'll check in with Dan Wilson, what he has seen so far from the Mariners as they try and continue the roll tonight, man, it's it's amazing to look at. The Mariners 12 games above 500 right now. You take a look at the standings. The Mariners right in the thick of things in the American League West at 32 and 20, a game back of the Houston Astros. Houston 34 and 20. Mariners have won 3 in a row. They've won 8 of their past 9. And they are rolling. Their pitching has been sensational. We'll get into the more of that coming up in the podcast tomorrow. But let's dive into what happened this weekend. It was it was a remarkable weekend. And it really has just been a long line of similar type games in that the Mariners play it close. The starting pitching is excellent. The bullpen is sensational. And they do just enough offensively fighting through a lot of the missing parts to make it happen and get victories. And it just has this, this has been the story. And it was a similar story on Friday, game one of the series. Mariners score in the first inning. Twins fight back with one in the fifth. And then in the sixth inning, the Mariners break through and they take the lead. 
Aredia leading at second, two outs to pay off. Swing, ground ball through a wide open right side into right center field, base hit. Aredia to third, making the turn. He gallops across home plate. He scores standing. And with two outs and two strikes, who else would it be? Mitch Hanniger has given the Mariners a lead in the bottom of the sixth inning. It's 2-1. to one. And this was all about James Paxton, who was just awesome again. From the stretch, the 0-1. Swing, ground ball right over to Segura. Hops knee high, flips underhand to Beckham, standing two feet on top of the bag at second. They get the force on Kepler. Mitch Garver, a fielder's choice to end the top of the seventh. Paxton, one run, 11 strikeouts over seven. Rock solid innings tonight from inside Safeco Field. That would be his final line. It's hard to beat his May. <laughs> He's got a 1-4-2 ERA in five starts this month. 38 innings, 46 strikeouts, five walks, a 1-4-2 ERA, opponents batting 133 against him, an on-base percentage of 164. He has been marvelous, really most of the season, but the month of May in particular, he has been awesome. Edwin Diaz comes on and does what he does. He closed down another one-run victory. Diaz looks in. The sign. The set. The 2-2 swing and a fly ball into center field. Heredia going back to the track. He's there. He makes the catch and the ball game is over. Diaz with a 1-2-3 top of the ninth and the Mariners win it 2-1 over the Twins. Their 30th win of the season. His season continues to be ridiculous and out of control as Diaz Gets the save. The Mariners win game one, two to one. And then they come back on Saturday with just a, another tight ball game. The Twins actually had a 2 nothing lead in the sixth, but the Mariners battle back. The 2-1. Swing, fly ball, slicing out a right center field. Buxton track, Buxton wall. It is gone. Home run. Buxton is in a heap on the warning track. He went full speed ahead. Crash test dummy into the fence. Lost his hat, lost his glove, and Cruz hit a tracer inches over the yellow stripe, and he has put the Mariners on top. Three to two in the bottom of the sixth inning. And then the Twins would tie it, so this one would go late into the night. It would go 12 innings. Mariners, Wade LeBlanc again was great. Six innings of two-run ball. Uh, Vincent gave up a run. He had to leave. That was the downside. There's a lot that happened this weekend and in that ball game, especially. Segura had to leave as well. He got kicked in the head. Uh, Vincent had to leave with a groin injury. This one would go 12 and then Mike Zanino would crush one to walk it off. The 2-2. Swing, line drive. This game is over. Home run porch. Punch your ticket, Mike Zanino, for the second straight year. A walk-off bomb against the Twins. And they are ready to pounce on him at home plate. Absolutely crushed purple Gatorade everywhere. He wins it in the 12-4-3, your final. The Mariners have won this series against the Twins. And they were playing with house money on Sunday as they were looking for the sweep against the Twins. More brilliant pitching. This time it was Leak. He goes eight 
Four hits, one run earned. He was outstanding. Healy providing the big blow as he would punch in two runs to break up a tie in the eighth inning. More late-game heroics for the M's. Here's the pitch on the way. Swing and a line drive. Base hit left center field. Hanniger rounding third. He will score. The ball gets on by Rosario all the way to the wall. Seager is rounding third, heading home. And holy smokes, two runs are in. Ryan Healy with a double with two outs, and the Mariners have the lead 3-1. to 3-1 to one lead at that point. Healy getting it done. So the question with Edwin Diaz down, of course, we'll get into the trade coming up as well. Uh, not in this podcast as we move through the week, though. Mariners strike a big deal over the weekend. If you want really great insight on it, uh, head to the Wheelhouse podcast right now because the right, bef- right after the trade was made official, Jerry Depoto sat down with Aaron Goldsmith on the Wheelhouse podcast, and you get some really good insight on that trade, exactly what – uh, Jerry thinks how it went down. I mean, it's really good inside stuff. I recommend that highly. Uh, we'll be talking about it a lot here as well, but uh, that's somewhere you you can go right now to get some good stuff on it. So Colome makes his Mariners debut, and it was a thing of beauty. No problems breezing through the ninth. The windup and the three to the snow swing and a one hopper to short. Backhanded by Romine. He's got it. Long throw to first. Ball game is over. The Mariners win it. Three to one over the Twins. And they sweep Minnesota in the three game series. What a way to start off this homestand. Alex Colomay with his Mariners debut this afternoon takes care of the Twins. One, two, three here in the top of the ninth inning. His first save in a Mariners uniform, his 12th on the season, and the Mariners win it 3-1 to one over the Twins. Sweep the Twins, winners of 8 of 9, and absolutely rolling. Here's uh, Colome before the ball game talking about the trade and now becoming a Seattle Mariner. What have the last, I don't know, 24 hours, 48 hours been like for you? Uh, it's really hard. It's a long travel. Uh, when they tell me about about the trade, I don't worry like too soon for for the trade. I know that coming, but no, not like too soon. What what's the message that trade sends you about bringing you here to Seattle? Uh, they just say they need me. You know, this is uh, the same baseball. It's nothing changed. But uh, the only change is the, the teammate. But I know a couple guys here, and I don't think like uh, that would do affect me. They got Diaz here. What have they told you about being used, and how do you, you, know, how do you process that? Uh, they tell me like I have to throw like the A for now with Diaz. They say I don't have any problem. I can pitch anywhere. And uh, Diaz, the, the nine, I threw the A. This is nice for me. I don't have any problem. I don't imagine it's easy to be, to be being able to leave the American League and say it's past couple of years combined and, and they ask you to, to change it to a different role. I can't imagine that was easy to do, but I guess what was your reaction when they asked you to, to not be a closer? Yeah, for me it's no hard because, you know, this baseball, today we threw the eight, tomorrow we threw the nine, whatever. But the thing is uh, being the team, do the job, try to help try to help the, the team and be like a nice teammate. There's no... It's no like uh, affect me like through the eight or through the nine and be the teammate with him. It's no problem. 
How are you with one run leads? Because that's about what they've had for the last couple of weeks. Was that last night? Every game has been one run. Oh, <laughs> it's hard for the pitchers to throw the, the game for one run, but you know we have to do it. Alex, you, you thought you were going to be traded this this uh, this season? I mean, just not probably expecting it, neither. You, did you think you'd be traded? Uh, I I know that's going to happen, but no, like, like I told you, like too soon. Maybe after the Oscar break or whatever, but when they called me like before yesterday, they surprised me. How old, how old do you know Edwin Diaz? Have you tied him before and communicated with him? Mm, I know him before. We know like real friends because uh, Dominican he's Puerto Rican, but we we can be like better now. Yeah, because I know him before. It just seems like that's a pretty good combo. Yeah, him and Edwin, or you and Edwin at the back of Yeah, we can do a good combo in the, the reliever. We can do it. There it is. That's the new weapon the Mariners have in the bullpen. This is a pretty exciting trade. And, again, we'll talk more about it as we move through the week. Let's get the thoughts of Scott Service after the ball game, after the sweep on Sunday. I can say really uh, – Outstanding series. Um, you know, our pitching staff really took care of business. Uh, that's the role that we've been on has been driven by our pitching. And, you know, starting with Mike Leake today with a, a new catcher back there, Chris, and he did a tremendous job together. But really, credit goes to Mike. Um, you know, veteran, been around. Uh, he and Chris quickly got on the same page, and it was great to see. It was actually everything the doctor ordered today to get eight innings out of Mike, very efficient, went right after him, um, and then, you know, kept us right in the ball game. Uh, offensively, certainly we've, we've struggled of late putting big numbers up there, but I thought the at-bats today up and down the lineup, uh, obviously Hanniger and Cruzy weren't seeing it good, but the other guys, I thought the quality of bats Gamble swung the back great, nice day by Healy, um, guys chipping in, creating traffic and opportunity, so, um, you know, good ball game. Uh, a well-played defensive game. I think Seager, I think some of the stuff that he does at third base, sometimes we take it for granted and we really shouldn't. Uh, those are tremendous slow roller plays coming in. And the backhand bullet that Dozier hit him there in the mid middle of the game was, uh, you know, those things kind of go unnoticed. Ah, it's just another out. No, it's a huge out uh, a number of times throughout the, the, the series. Uh, we stepped up defensively. So, um, you know, we'll keep riding that pitching train right now uh, until we get uh, up to full strength here offensively. But uh, great series. It is. You know, Guillermo already has been outstanding. Uh, you know, working counts, getting on base. Gamble's starting to get into a nice flow now. Really, the last couple weeks, uh, it's kind of what we saw to Ben Gamble early in the season. You know, controlling the strike zone, using the whole field to hit. Um, and we need it. You know, guys need to step up. And I'm asking them to do more than they're capable. We've seen these guys in certain stretches really perform this way, but just just keep having fun, keep coming to the ballpark, looking to contribute in any way you can, and that's where we're at right now. Really been fighting it a little bit too, hasn't he? Yeah, Ryan fights it every day. <laughs> uh, Ryan's a perfectionist, and in this game, it's really hard to be perfect. Uh, but he's got a good swing. He's got power. Uh, he can get on anybody's fastball. Uh, it's a matter of him getting good pitches to hit, getting pitches in the strike zone. He did today. And even on a tough you know, two-strike pitch, you got a ball to get through the infield there and a nice hit. Um, so we need that. We need guys just to be consistent up and down the lineup and swinging at strikes. You know, it really starts starts with that. 
you talked about your bullpen being so good, but just how clean you guys have played in all these close games. I mean, when you're playing this many one-run games to play, you have to kind of play clean, don't you? You do. And it takes everybody on their toes, every pitch. You can't take pitches off. And, and our defense, outfield defense, uh, the guys in the infield, we've moved around. I talked about Seegers, and Eno's done a nice job. And, again, Chris Herman, don't know much about him, steps in today behind the plate and, and really did a great job. You know, that's all you can ask for for a guy showing up here, you know, a few hours before the game, put a uni on and go out and get it done. Cool. Explain the environment it's like in that dugout when you guys keep winning in this sort of fashion, late innings, clutches, timely hits like you've talked about. What's it like in that dugout? Uh, there, there's a belief that good things are going to happen. Just got to keep them right there. You know, uh, keep them close. Um, you know, we get somebody on, just the, the momentum starts to, to build and you feel you're just going to have a good at bat. You know, not always going to get it done. You're not always going to get the big hit or whatever, but if you keep creating opportunities like our chances, and really anybody up and down the lineup, you know, contributing to, to get it done. Cole, it looks like you guys been out there before. Yeah, Cole May is a serious dude. I'll just leave it at that. He's all business. Um, obviously off to a good start. You know, he came in today and a man of very few words, uh, but just welcome to the team. I said, I'll see you in the ninth inning. And sure enough, uh, that's when I saw him. So uh, great addition. You know, great job by our, our front office, uh, recognizing where we're at as a, as a club and, you know, the timeliness of it with Dick Vincent going down. Uh, Eddie Diaz had pitched four to five days, so it was, it was perfect just to give uh, Alex the ball, and, and he got it done. Scott, with a team as aggressive as the Twins at the plate, how does Mike's stuff or how his experience help him to kind of just take advantage of maybe that? Yeah, Mike is a strike thrower, and I think that's the report. You'll see many teams that'll get in on him. They're they're very aggressive, not just the Twins, but a lot of teams. And sometimes, you know, he can really use that to his advantage. You know, sinking balls just off the plate, using the changeup, curveballs and sliders early in counts. Um, and he gets on a roll, He'll be very very efficient, and he can just go back and forth so well, uh, slowing him down and speeding him up. Uh, Mike's feeling good right now physically, and you can see it his last few times out. You know, the, the finish on his pitches. He's getting down the mound real good, and, you know, it's been really good results. For Seager to get that home run, do you think that kind of helps him maybe get some going here, too? Well, the home run was great to see. I was actually more excited about the line drive off the lefty. Uh, you know, hanging in there, just slowing it down. And, uh, you know, we certainly need Kyle to, to get on a good roll here. Him and Nelly have struggled a little bit of late, but, you know, good signs from Seeks today. Yeah, no doubt about that. I was crunching some numbers, too, that something I find just striking. Mariners have won eight of their past nine games, and in that stretch, they've started innings with a lead 25 times. So 25 innings in the past nine games, they've started the inning with a lead. That compares to 62 innings they've started without the lead, either tied score or didn't have the lead. So <laughs> just think about that balance for a second. They've won eight of nine, yet they've only started the inning in that stretch leading 25 times. It's amazing what they've been able to do and so much fun to watch. And I can't wait to be at Safeco Field today. Mariners start the first of four against the Texas Rangers. We'll have more on the podcast coming up tomorrow. First things first, though, a fun conversation with Dan Wilson, what he has seen from this team, myself, Aaron Goldsmith. We've got a pinch hitter here. See if Dan the Man Wilson can crush a grand slam like Mike Blowers. Danny, it's good to have you. You are filling in for Mike today on TV, which means you are filling in for Blower Power on the radio side as well. It's good to have you on the magazine. Thank you. Those are tough shoes to fill, as you know, Aaron. Well, I'm well aware. Spent a lot of time around those shoes. Absolutely. Hey, uh, this is 
this is incredible what's going on right now with the Mariners as you look at what happened last night, 12 innings, the walk-off blast, chance today for a sweep. We know kind of all the storylines right now for the Mariners, Dan, one-run games, scoring late, uh, just kind of this you have to watch what happens with this team. They are so wildly entertaining. Dan, let's just kind of go big picture first. We're roughly 50 games into the season. What stands out to you the most about the Mariners? Well, I think, you know, one of the things has just been how they've been able to overcome some of the adversities that they've had early on in the season. I think the injuries, you know, has, has been well documented. Right. They've been missing guys uh, here and there, some longer than others. But um, I think the thing that, that has struck me about that is that, you know, I, I think I mentioned, you know, when, when we had this conversation maybe two, three weeks ago that different guys were going to have to step up on a nightly basis or on a daily basis. And that's really what's happened when you look at some of the guys that have sort of stepped up and, and, and been clutch in situations and, and uh, you know, have come through at the end of the ball game or have done something uh, spectacular to, to win a ball game. Um, that's what it's going to take when you have adversity. And I think uh, we're, we're starting to see that. And that's the mark of a great team. And uh, it, it, that's, that, to me, is what makes it entertaining. You don't know who it's going to be from night to night. And, uh, you know, every day is somebody different. And, and that's what makes this team great. And, and I know that Scott has spent a lot of time, Scott Service has spent a lot of time, especially in spring training, of building this culture in, in this clubhouse. And, and I think we're starting to see a lot of that pay off here. These guys play together so well as a team. And uh, you can't put a price tag on that. And, and, and when you see those guys pull together like they have, you know you've got something pretty special. Aaron, you should know, you mentioned Dan Wilson here, pinch hitting. We have a lifetime 378 pinch hitter in the booth with us today. Did really? You, did you know that, Dan? I had no idea. No, come on. You no, I didn't. On. Yeah, come on. I didn't, I didn't pinch hit all that often. How many ABs are we talking it here, It doesn't Gary? matter. Uh, let, let's put you it this way. seven ABs here? The, let's put the it the this way. I was pinch hit four a heck of a lot more <laughs> than I pinch hit. I mean, we're talking 42 plate appearances as wow, a pinch Wow, hey, that'll work. 378 batting average, a 415 on base percentage, 13 RBIs. Come on. Thanks. Sell yourself short. Yeah, that'll play. That'll uh -huh. play. I had no idea. You know, to me, the, the winning streak has been remarkable, or this latest run, but how they're doing it is incredible. I mean, all these one-run games, it's remarkable. Yeah, it is, and I think it really speaks to the pitching that, that has come alive. I think, you know, especially the starters since May 1st have been phenomenal, yeah. and, and we've gotten a lot of great pitching performances, obviously, with – with Paxton and the way he's sort of, you know, really been so consistent over the last six, seven starts. Um, but but that's kind of brought everybody else up. And then the bullpen has been strong. And, and you know, uh, Edwin Diaz being able to close games out. And, and, you know, you put all that together. I mean, pitching is really, to me, over the course of a long season, that's what really wins you games. And, and they say it all the time. Pitching and defense wins you championships. And I think we're seeing when you have good pitching, you're always in the ball game, And you give your offense a chance to do something late like we saw last night in Mike Zanino going deep. I was looking at the main numbers uh, for the pitching that you, you were talking about. The Mariners have, starters have thrown the second most innings in baseball as a rotation, and they have the third best American League ERA as a rotation. Uh, but the innings is, is, speaks to your point. They're consistent. They're getting seemingly at least six every night. Yeah, and I think that was kind of, you know, that's what, what Jerry was hoping for coming out of spring training. Can we get Marco Gonzalez to be a consistent starter for us? And can Felix do what he did a couple of years ago in, in terms of innings and that? And, and we've seen that early on here in the first 50-plus games, and, and it's, it's paid off in dividends. Then you, then you add a Wade LeBlanc, who's been unbelievable in his starts, uh, a James Paxson, who's really just blossomed. Um, that, was a, that was a reference to the maple. Ooh. I mean, maple trees sort of blossom, but. 
That anyway, was good. but these guys, I mean, they've all have just pulled together, and and uh, it, it's really happened at a great time. And uh, you know, we've got a long way to go. We can't can't get that uh, too far ahead of ourselves. But if this is the kind of baseball we're going to see throughout this summer, it's going to be an exciting summer and fall here in Seattle. Mm. Nice. You mentioned kind of the camaraderie of this team, Dan. And I've always kind of thought about that from a general manager's point of view because when you are, in this case, Jerry, putting this team together, you are obviously first and foremost trying to find pieces to fit the puzzle on the field, but you are also very top of mind trying to find chemistry, which I would think that would be much harder to try to scout and put together because you don't really know how know, all these 25 guys will react till you get them in one room together over the course of six months. In your playing time, could you kind of tell – at the start of the season, you know what? I don't, this, this team's not going to gel like maybe last year's team did. I mean, can't you kind of feel it when everybody's together as one versus, eh, this is a, a little, not that it's a divided clubhouse, but they're not just as much of a unit as maybe another team. I think you. I think it's a good point. I think, yeah, a lot of times coming out of spring training, you have indications that it could go one way or the other. Mm -hmm. um, I think what where every team is sort of met with adversity, that's where they are, they are defined, and I think, this team has been met with adversity early on in terms of losing players to the to the DL and, and then, of course, the suspension and, and some of those other uh, issues that they've had. And they've responded. They've pulled together. Some teams, you know, sort of pull apart in those kind of situations. I think the Mariners have pulled together, and that's why we're seeing uh, such great results on the field amidst all the, the difficulty that they've had. Is there a team mindset when you get in roles like this and especially winning, you know, these late games, comeback games, what happens with a team mindset? Is there a team mindset that develops during the course of a season like this? Yeah, I think, you know, in, in some of the teams that I've had, and I, I, I look back to 95 and, and the stretch that we had in September where we won a lot of ball games, and, and I think the feeling is that, you know, nothing, nothing scares you, nothing um, defeats you on the field. You know you always have a chance to win a ball game because you know at some point someone's going to step up and, and make the big play or get the big hit that's going to either get you back in the ballgame or put you back on top. And that's a really good feeling knowing that I, we, we can do we, – we can overcome anything and we can win a ballgame tonight, and who's it going to be? It's not a question of if we're going to win. It's a question of who's it going to be that's going to help us win tonight, and that's a great feeling. So it puts the team in a more relaxed state knowing that it doesn't necessarily – the pressure not all on you – because you've seen the rest of your teammates do it during the course of a stretch as well. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, again, speaks to what Aaron's talking about and, and what Scott Service has done such a great job of is, is, is developing this team mentality, developing the culture within the clubhouse. And, and uh, it's really paying off. And uh, it's great to see it. And, and like Aaron said, the, the word entertaining, it really is entertaining to yes. watch these guys because you don't know what's going to happen night to night. And uh, but but, you know, at the end of the night, it's probably going to be a W and that's really exciting. Well, you know, it's going to be a one run game. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, <laughs> we know that at the time. Good point. <laughs> hey, to wrap it up, Dan, since we've talked about guys out of nowhere, are you aware of the unofficial Mariners radio award, the Wade LeBlanc Award? No. Well, we we unofficially again, I can't underscore that enough, came up with this a couple of years ago when Wade LeBlanc arrived. We should print out a certificate. We really we should. It yet. should be yeah. a certificate. Given to the most out-of-nowhere Mariners pitcher who helps salvage the season, buoy the season, save the season for the Mariners, and it was, of course, named after the original recipient, Wade LeBlanc. Last year, Gary, I don't know if we actually announced the winner. Looking at things, I kind of feel like it's Erasmo Ramirez. Yes. I mean, 11 I like starts last, night, last year, a 3-9-2. He yeah. was certainly out-of-nowhere. Right. Let's make it official. Okay, Erasmo, last year's winner, and 
safe to say we've got somebody. We've got a leader in the We've clubhouse. got a leader for a two-time winner. Wade LeBlanc is hunting down his own trophy again this year. Dan, what do you think? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, obviously he just continues to, to be consistent, and, and that's all you can ask. And, and I, you know, I think you've seen him mature. He's, he's really developed and, and been comfortable with the type of pitcher he is, just has perfected. The, the changing of speeds, the in and out, and, and uh, that's what, for me, as I watch him pitch, that's what's fun to watch is just uh, him ha having mastered his craft. Uh, but you're right, it's been a huge lift, and again, we can't emphasize enough, uh, at a time when the Mariners really needed it, he stepped up and, and has filled a huge role for him, giving him a lot of innings, giving him some quality innings, and uh, I, I agree. I mean, I, you can look at the, you could make a case for Pazos in the, in the bullpen. There's some other guys that have really stepped up their game as well. Primarily um, starting pitchers but, for this oh, award, though. Well, I, was that I, fair, Gary? I we haven't actually we actually haven't made. We should write down the rules. We should write down the, yeah. the rules. And maybe before we talk about it on the air, we should you know <laughs> establish the rules. <laughs> nah, whatever. I think no. we're figuring. Yeah. I think Dan would like to pay for a trophy as well. Yes, I will. Thanks, yeah. Dan. Absolutely. Like ten bucks. Does it have to be a left-handed trophy? <laughs> yeah. <here? laughs> Gary, Gary's going to model for it. We already <laughs> made that clear last night. Perfect. Dan, this has been fun, man. Thanks so much, guys. Really appreciate it. And now the week that was. This is the week that was. A look back on highlights and events of the Mariners past week. On Mariners Magazine. And the 0-2 pitch, swing and a drive, deep to left field, going, going, upper deck, goodbye baseball. Mitch Hattiger ties it up here in the bottom of the ninth inning with his 11th home run of the year. Mariners 2, the Tigers 2. For Mitch Hanniger, his first home run since April the 29th in Cleveland. High fives as he gets back to the dugout. And the crowd is going crazy here at Safeco Field. Gene Segura will score out in front of him. A two-run blast into the upper deck. And the right-handers, one-two on the way to Segura. Swinging a ground ball, fair inside the bag at first down the right field line. Gordon waved around third, heading home. He scores. Gene Segura with a walk-off single to win it by a score of 3-2 to two here in the bottom of the 11th inning. Segura getting mobbed out there around the back in second. The Mariners start off the homestand with a walk-off win against Texas five days ago. They finish out the homestand on a Sunday afternoon with a walk-off win over the Detroit Tigers. Three to two in the bottom of the eleventh inning. Uh, it was a good moment. Excited, you know. Even you know what rough first eight innings in the game. You know, Liliano was dealing. It was his game, and be able to come back and tie the game. I mean, it was, it was awesome. Segura at first base. He's the go-ahead run. One ball, two strikes on Ready. Here's the pitch. Swung on, ripped into right field. It's falling fast. It's down. It's rolling towards the wall. Cut off by Fowler. Here comes Segura. He's being waved in around third base. The cutoff throw home on a hop. He slides. He is safe at home. Gene Segura, a head first slide, beating the throw home. Guillermo Heredia has knocked in the go-ahead run as Gene Segura, like a blur around third, steaming home and just Beats the throw at home, and the Mariners lead here in the 10th. It is 3-2. to Two outs, Diaz set again. Here comes the 1-2. Swing and a miss. He got him. The slider out of the zone. He rips through, and that is the ball game. Edwin Diaz closes it down, and the Mariners win in extra innings. 
Three to two, the final score here in Oakland. The 2-2 fastball swing and a line drive, base in into right field. A couple of hops out to Piscotti and right in John Andrioli. Welcome to the big league, son. Your first major league hit, your second major league at bat, and I'm telling you, he ripped it. Swung on, line drive right field over Andrioli, and the gap reaches up. He makes the catch, and that is out number three. Marco Gonzalez, a brilliant night here in Oakland. Seven scoreless innings on just two hits, and he's retired 12 of the last 13 he has seen. The 3-2 to Lucroy on the way, swinging a fly ball into the gap in right center field. Andreoli on the run, dives, slides, and he makes the catch. John Andreoli, holy smokes, the rookie, his major league debut tonight. It's just a dream come true, um, you know, everything you always work for, you know, from the start of your professional career, you're waiting for this moment, and for it to come in fruition, it's just been unbelievable. The next off on the way, swing and a miss, strike three, Sugar with a save, how sweet it is, and the Mariners shut out the Oakland A's tonight here in Oakland. A final score of one to nothing. Here again, the 3-2 pitch. Swing and a miss at a fastball at 97 for strike three, and that will retire the side. James Paxton with strikeout number six. The windup and the 0-2 on the way, and it's strike three called with a cutter at the knees. Strikeout number nine. Swing and a miss for strike three. Uppercut fastball, 97 out of the zone, and Paxton picks up strikeout number 10. The first battery sees in the sixth inning. The eagle has landed. Paxton's payoff on the way. Swing and a miss for strike three. A weak and feeble wave and a pitch in the other batter's box. Going fishing after a slider. And Paxton picks up strikeout number 11 through six brilliant innings. Diaz looks in. The sign. The set. The 2-2 swing and a fly ball into center field. Heredia going back to the track. He's there. He makes the catch and the ball game is over. Diaz with a 1-2-3 top of the ninth and the Mariners win it 2-1 over the Twins. Their 30th win of the season. Remarkable uh, the run we've been on and how we've done it. Pause and now the pitch. Swing and this is corked out to left field. Gamble is curling over quickly. Gamble dives out. Superman catch into the gap in left center. You can question the route efficiency. You cannot question the end result. The 2-1. Swing, fly ball, slicing out a right center field. Buxton track, Buxton wall. It is gone. Home run. Buxton is in a heap on the warning track. He went full speed ahead. Crash test dummy into the fence. Lost his hat, lost his glove, and Cruz hit a tracer inches over the yellow stripe and he has put the Mariners on top three to two in the bottom of the sixth inning the 2-2 swing line drive this game is over home run porch punch your ticket Mike Zanino for the second straight year a walk-off bomb against the twins and they are ready to pounce on him at home plate Absolutely crushed purple Gatorade everywhere. He wins it in the 12th, 4-3, your final. The Mariners have won this series against the Twins.